Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. Today is the day I go over the podcast episode, The Scene in the Garden 2. Have your Bibles, pens, and your notepads ready. Brothers and sisters, this is part two. Looking um, in depth at the scene of Adam and Eve and the serpent. And if you uh, listen to my podcast episode, The Two Trees, I had to do that podcast episode, brothers and sisters, because you needed to know about trees. I'm going to go back into The Two Trees and how uh, God uses similitudes and parables to explain things that you have never heard before. So stay tuned. All praises to the Most High, brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Reuben. I had done a podcast episode that was titled The Two Trees in the Garden, and I had to do it because I had to let you know about those two trees. I want to open up very, very quickly in the book of Genesis 2.17. I want to read this one verse, then I'm going to go into the episode. But of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For we know that eat is learned. We base that off of Jeremiah 15 and 16. Proverbs 13 and 2 and Proverbs 18 verse 21. This fruit that is on this tree is not talking about a literal piece of fruit. This is a parable. Verse 17 again of Genesis chapter 2. But of the tree of knowledge, knowledge of good, law, and evil, sin, thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Now, Adam and Eve were not designed to learn transgression. God did not create them to learn transgression. But transgression was in the world. It was already there. And this tree that was in the midst of the garden with the knowledge of evil, not just uh, evil, but good. He had the knowledge of both good and evil. This particular tree, which we later on know is called the serpent in Genesis chapter three down. There was a question posed to me by someone and they asked, you, you say that there were other people in the garden, that Adam and Eve was not alone with a snake in the, in the woods or a wilderness like they show you on paintings. And brothers and sisters, many members or scholars in the Sunday church know that pictures draw an understanding in the mind. That is why they draw those pictures of Adam and Eve without clothes, with a couple of figs sold with a serpent over their head and a piece of fruit. And brothers and sisters, it is all illusion. Adam and Eve were not alone on the planet by the time the serpent deceived Eve. And I'm going to show you this by reading verse 18. Genesis 2 verse 18. 
And the Lord God said, it is not good for that man, that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Now, a lot of people say that, well, God's going to make some animals. Well, true. But as I read verse 19, I'm going to add something to it. And it's going to be scripturally based so you can understand that Adam was not alone. Genesis 2.19 says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, every living creature, every, every living creature, that was the name thereof. Now, 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 now. I'm going to go to Job chapter 11, verse 6. I'm going to read you something. Because in order to understand, brothers and sisters, this parable, Genesis chapter 3, Genesis chapter 1 through 3 to 4 is like a parable. It's like a parable. Let me show you. Job chapter 11, verse 6 says, And that he, that is God, would show thee the secrets of wisdom they that they are double to that which is. Knoweth therefore that God exacteth of thee less than thine iniquity deserves. So what Job is revealing to us in that verse is two things. God exacteth less than our iniquities deserve, which means he doesn't put the pressure upon us that our sin or, or that he should because he doesn't exactly doesn't take and the other part of that is that the secrets of wisdom are double to that which is some of these scriptures and parables and prophecies are have double meaning so when we understand that the lord god in verse 19 formed every beast of the field and fowl of the air and brought them to Adam, and every beast, uh, every living, every living creature, because a human is also a living creature. And I'm going to show you. Let's get the book of Ezekiel. Now it says the beast of the field and the fowls of the air. Let's get the book of Ezekiel, chapter 31. We're going back into Ezekiel because Ezekiel is going to give us a heads up on the parable. I want to read Ezekiel 3 verses, excuse me, Ezekiel 31 verses 3. Then I'm going to drop down to verse 6. It says, Behold, the Assyrian was a cedar. The, the Assyrian, when God refers to the Assyrian, pay attention. Again, this that Ezekiel is talking about is also a parable. See, parables are in the Bible. You just have to pay attention, brothers and sisters, to the parable. Behold, the Assyrian was a cedar in Lebanon with fair branches and with a shadowing shroud and of a high stature, and his top was among the thick boughs. Verse 6. All the fowls of heaven made their nest in his bowls, and under his branches did all the beasts of the field. Remember, we saw that back in Genesis 2, 19. 
Genesis 2.19 reveal the beasts of the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air. It's saying this and it's going to show us a little bit more detail in verse 6 of Ezekiel 31. I'm going to start over. And all the fowls of heaven made their nests in his bowls, and under his branches did all the beasts of the field bring forth their young, and under his shadow dwelt all great nations. Nations, nations, nations were under Adam. Nations. Let's read on. Verse 7. Thus was he fair in greatness, and in length of his branches, and his in the length of his branches, for his root was by the great waters. They talk about those rivers. Pay attention, the rivers, the four great rivers. Verse 8. The cedars in the garden of God could not hide him. Let's go back to Genesis 3. I'm go, I'm, we're coming back to Ezekiel. Genesis 30. Excuse me. Genesis, I'm thinking of Ezekiel 31. Excuse me, brothers and sisters. I have a cloud in my mind today. This is the third time I've tried to do the episode, but I'm having recording problems. Genesis 3 and 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of the garden. Let's go back to the book of Ezekiel 31. Ezekiel 31, verse 8. And the cedars in the garden of God could not hide him. Who? The fir trees were not like his bows. And the chestnut trees were not like his branches, nor any tree in the garden of God was like unto his beauty. Just talk about Adam. Let's read on. I have made him fair by the multitude of his branches. E Watch this. So that all the trees of Eden that were in the garden of God envied him. Trees, brothers and sisters, do not envy. Real trees that are outside your home or in the forest. This is talking, this is a parable. This is a parable. There's more to reveal in Ezekiel 31, but I'm just pointing out the facts, brothers and sisters. What I wanted to show people was there were more nations on the earth. Let's look at the book of Daniel 2. Verse 37 and 38. Now, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And Daniel was the one that would come to interpret the dream. And in this dream, Nebuchadnezzar saw himself as a tree. This is what he saw in his vision. Daniel was the one that had the spirit of the holy gods, which is the Holy Spirit, the spirit of holy God, saying it backwards. He had the spirit of God within him to interpret the dream, to prove to Nebuchadnezzar that they were the gods with the understanding of the true God. So let's go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 37. And we're going to read both 37 and 38. He said, Thou, O king, thou, 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 O king, art the king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, 
and strength and glory. Now, and it says, wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the heaven, he hath given unto thine hands, and hath made thee ruler over them. He ain't ruling no animals. He's not ruling animals. Come on, folk. Thou art this head of gold. So see, brothers and sisters, we understand that the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air are a similitude for nations. Nations. This is what we have to understand. Let's get Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. And I'm going to read verse 14 and 15. This is Cain when God has judged him. Behold, thou hast driven, this is Cain, thou hast driven me out, verse 14, this day from the face of thy, from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, in the globe, the field. Matthew 13, verse 38, Christ says, the field is the world. And it shall come to pass that everyone, everyone, everyone that findeth me shall slay me. Verse 15. And the Lord God said unto him, therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord shall set a mark upon Cain that any finding him should kill him. Now, brothers and sisters, I have had people say to me, well, that was in the process of time. Mm -hmm. It was in the process of time. More people inhabited the earth. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But here's what they're missing. Here's what they're missing. Let's go back before Cain and Abel were born. Let's go back. Remember, I just said, that's why Cain said, whoever findeth me shall kill, him, kill me, because there were more nations on the earth. Watch this. Again, Genesis chapter 3 and 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. This is before Cain and Abel. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Gods, gods, gods. Again, Exodus chapter 22. Exodus chapter 22. Verse 28. <laughs> Exodus chapter 22, verse 28. It says, thou shalt not revile the gods. Now, he's going to tell you, nor curse the ruler of thy people. The gods were the judges of the people, the rulers of the people. That's what the gods were. Watch. Joshua chapter 24. Brothers and sisters, we've got to come out of that mindset. Joshua chapter 24 and verse 2 and 3. It says, And Joshua said unto all the people, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time. 
even Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahor, which was Nahor at the time, and they served other gods. Other gods? Who was that other god they served? Who? Let's go back to Genesis 11. This is, this is in the time. Genesis 11. Well, I, actually, actually, I want to go to Genesis 10. It says this, Genesis 10, verse 8. And Cush begat Nimrod, and he began to be a mighty one in the earth. And he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherefore, it is said, even Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom, 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 just like Nebuchadnezzar had a kingdom, just like Adam had a kingdom. Nimrod had a kingdom. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, or Babel, and Arek, and Akkad, and Kalnei, and the land of Shinar. And out of that land went forth Ashur. And build at Nineveh, and the city of Rehoboth, and Kalah. See, brothers and sisters, Nimrod was the king, was the god, was the ruler that Terah and Nahor served on the other side of the flood behind Noah. Verse 3 of Joshua 24. And I took you, and I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood, and led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and the multitude and multiplied his seeds and gave him Isaac. See, brothers and sisters, the gods were rulers of people. Not just like right now. If you look at Buddha, Buddha is a splitting image of Chinese and Japanese, or the Mongoloid. If you look at the white image of Christ, he is a figure of Christ, of, of, of Caucasian people. If you look at Krishna, the god of India, she has that dot in her head, she looks just like their people. Every one even the Africans had heads on posts and poles that were black with lips that looked like themselves. Every nation had a god that looked like himself. This is what you have to understand. So the gods, that because there was no way a slithering snake would crawl through the ground and look up at another snake. He couldn't create the snake. The only that's that's what I'm telling you. The people of this world are brothers and sisters. That, like I say, we have to come out of churches on Sunday morning that have no explanation of the Bible. People die without this information. And the reason why they like for you to think it's a piece of fruit is because they don't want to show you the factors of it that the law was in the garden along with sin, good and evil. Good is law, sin is evil. And Adam and Eve 
transgressed by learning evil. Let's look at Genesis 33. Genesis 33. 31, I mean. Genesis 31, verses 33. Genesis 31, verse 33 says this. If I covered my transgression as Adam by hiding mine iniquity in my bosom. Adam tried to cover his transgression when he hid among the trees. Watch this. Let's go to 1 Timothy. Easy to understand. 1 Timothy 2. 1 Timothy 2. Verse 14. It says, And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived was in the transgression. They transgressed the law. What is transgression of the law? Let me show you. First John 3 and 4. Easy. See, this is how preachers should read the Bible, but they don't do this. Why? Because if you know the scene in the garden, if you know the scene in the garden, you'll understand why the serpent was cursed and also why Adam was cursed. Sin started it all. 1 John 3 and 4, for whoso committed sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is transgression of the law. So that was the sin in the garden. But the serpent, the serpent, watch this. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. And, I, and I'm going to see, brothers and sisters, that I'm going to have to go into this in a podcast in the future because I got a lot to uh, work in. I got a lot of requests to work in. But I wanted to cover the the scene in the garden and like i say brothers and sisters the scene in the garden is a huge parable that people want to understand and understanding the tree of life which is the tree that if you kept the commandments you had rights to the tree of life based on proverbs 11 and 30 the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life wisdom which is given from the law First Chronicles 22, verse 12, wisdom, Psalms 111, verse 10, is given when you keep the law. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 3.18 that wisdom is a tree of life. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, wholesome words which were spoken by this tree of life was like a wholesome words were a tree of life. And of course, Revelation 22, 14, which says, if ye done the commandments, you would have rights to the tree of life. And of course, when we read Genesis 3, 22, it says, and the Lord God said, behold, man has become one of us to know good and evil. Because evil was already there. He created it. Isaiah 45 and 7. And now lest he put forth his hand and take of the tree of life, take. See, now he's trying to, in sin, he's trying to go back with that transgression on his shoulders, which he cannot do, and eat and live forever. See, the tree of life is everlasting life. And it was it was given to Adam and Eve to learn from that tree. And that tree carried the commandments. And we know that tree of life John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, the life. The tree of life was Christ. But Adam also was a tree as well. 
He was also a tree of as well as other trees in the garden. Let's go when we drop down to uh, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, as it says in uh, 1 Timothy 2, 14 and 2 Corinthians 11 and 3. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. And upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Now, people look at this belly, forgetting about Proverbs 18, verse 8. I keep telling you this, brothers and sisters, the Bible is going to show you. It's a parable, parable, parable. Proverbs 18, verse 8 says, The words, the words, the words of a talebearer are as wounds. And they go down into innermost parts of the belly. The belly is the mind. John 7, 38. He that believeth on me as the scriptures, scripture has said out of his belly shall pour rivers of living waters. The belly is not talking about the underbelly of a actual snake. The belly is talking about the mind. And the dust is confusion. Thou shalt eat. See, this, this serpent would always have confusion. Thou shalt eat all the days of thy life because the serpent was a man. He would die. Angels do not die. We covered that in Luke 20, verse 36. Verse 15, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. See, brothers and sisters, in time coming, and, and you know, in Romans 16, verse 20, explains that. Romans 16, verse 20, the bruising of the head and the heel. The, you know, it, it shows you in Romans 16, verse 20, it says this. And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our God, Jesus Christ, be with you. So let's go back to another one. Let's go to John, 1 John. And I'm going to read this to you. And again, brothers and sisters, you're going to see something in this. 1 John 3. Understand what's being read in 10. Now remember, the devil was a man. And God said that he's going to put enmity between the woman's seed and the devil's seed, the serpent seed. Watch this. I'm going to read two verses. 1 John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil. He that if you transgress the law, you are of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's what it means when it says, um, and he shall bruise thy head. Eventually, Satan, the works of Satan will be destroyed. Watch this. Verse 10, 1 John 3 and 10. In this, the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness, whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, 
neither he that loveth not his brother. Whosoever doeth not righteousness, doeth not righteousness, doeth not righteousness. Let's get the book of Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8 says this. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, which is sin, but after the spirit. See, they go to Galatians. They go to Galatians 5. Verse 18. Well, I say Galatians 5, 16. And they say, this I say then, walk ye in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're walking in the spirit, Romans 8 and 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So to keep the righteousness in the law, we walk after the spirit. It doesn't make sense to what these Sunday church members say. 1 John 3.24. Come on now, 1 John 3.24. This is why they, they can read the scriptures, brothers and sisters, but breaking them down. 1 John 3, verse 24. It says this. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he has given us. To keep the commandments, we are abiding and walking in the spirit. When Paul says when you are led by the spirit, you are no, no longer under the law. He's talking about sacrifice. Sacrifice was a law too. Christ had to come do away with sacrifice, but not the moral commandments. Because why are, if, if that was the case, why are people going to be dying in the lake of fire? Ask yourself that question. See, this is how the serpent in the garden tricked Eve that was in the midst of the garden. Believe me, brothers and sisters, when you read Isaiah 66, verse 17, it says it again, they that sanctify themselves, which Sunday church do, because they're not sanctified in righteousness, like it says in Isaiah 5, 16, and purify themselves in the gardens, which are churches, behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh. Brothers and sisters, don't get caught up by these trees in the midst. All praises to the Most High. Stay tuned. <laughs>